When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into another daily episode of uh, of Crossed Up, the morning after, which is our midweek daily recaps of the Phillies games from the night before. My name is Anthony Sanfilippo. I usually do this with uh, Bob Wenkel. Um, Bob took care of the daily update yesterday, uh, and I got it today, uh, following the Phillies' 4-2 loss in the Bronx to the Yankees, dropping them to a one and five on the season. Um, it is Thursday early in the morning, um, and we were anticipating today to be the home opener. Um, and even though uh, the morning looks like it's going to be a, an actually very nice morning uh, with the temperatures climbing all morning, the game was postponed today uh, as there is a pretty um, heavy thunderstorm headed eastward toward the Philadelphia area uh, that will like would likely have impacted um, the uh, t- start time, at least uh, for the Phillies game uh, that was scheduled for 315 against the Cincinnati Reds. Um, so the Phillies decided to postpone the game and rescheduled it for tomorrow, Friday, uh, April 7th. That will begin um, at the same time. Um, It will be a uh, 3.05 start. Um, Zach Wheeler versus Nick Lodolo. And I think it's safe to say that this is not where we expected the Phillies to be when they came home after six games. Now, no one truly expected them to be 5-1, and right, which would be the converse of this uh, start. And no one would have been surprised, I think, though, if they were. I mean, that would have been a great start, uh, you know, win five out of six on the road, uh, especially with three against the Yankees and three against an, an improved Texas team. Um, but no one expected them to be one and five either. Like, I think, you know, on our show, when we did the the first month prediction, Bob and I both had them at three and three at this point. So there are two games off the pace already that we kind of anticipated that they would be on here uh, to start the season. Um, and yesterday, you know, yesterday's game against the Yankees was frustrating, to say the least. Um and, and for a variety of reasons, I mean, it wasn't like it was a bad game. They didn't particularly play poorly um, as a group. I mean, they were facing Garrett Cole, who has gotten off to a fantastic start pitching in his first two starts for the Yankees. Um, so it was it was going to be a pitcher's duel between Cole and Aaron Nola. Um, and and it was a miserable day um, in New York. And I could speak to that. Uh, as I was there, uh, Maria and I uh, and our our three sons combined uh, took the trip up to see the game, and it was uh, it was as bitter a day as we've had in a long, long time. And the funny thing was, you know, back here in Philly, it was like warm, and and you know, it was a little cloudy. It was a nice day. Temperature was around seventy. Just ninety miles north in New York. It was 48 degrees, blustery cold, and 
constant rain. Um, so not not like a like a driving rain or a pouring rain, but constant drizzle or constant spitting. Which that's what we should say down in the neighborhood in, in West Philly. Oh, it's spitting out. Um, but that's what it was like, and it was it was tough. It was a tough environment. Um, so so there were some things working against the Phillies and Brandon Marsh, as I, as I pointed out in in the story following Tuesday's game. Um, Marsh ended up not playing in the game. Um, he did foul a ball off his foot and then seemed to slip in the outfield in the ninth inning when Kimbrell gave up the home run. And there was a quite, like I said, you know, keep an eye on this. This, this could be something. And turns out he did, he's day to day with a sprained ankle, mild ankle sprain. So Christian Pache had to jump into the lineup against Garrett Cole, which was basically giving the Yankees an automatic out no matter what. I mean, Cole is Cole gets almost everybody out to begin with, and now you're putting in a guy who can't hit, right? So it was a, it was pretty much like playing shorthanded and and you get the automatic out in the lineup, right? So um, so that was problem number one. And then problem number two is Derek Hall got hurt in the game, um, seemed to sprain his thumb. Uh, trying to take second on a double, and I want to talk about that in a little bit because that was that was frustrating because of it's a double in every other ballpark in America except Yankee Stadium. Um, but anyway, Derek Hall's not the fleetest of foot. Tried to make it a double, shouldn't have. I mean, he should be smart enough to know where he hit the ball and and, and what the likelihood of him chugging it to second base is. is and he got thrown out at second. Uh, from right field and in the process of trying to avoid the tag and sliding awkwardly jammed his thumb against the bag and he's now got a sprained thumb going to be reevaluated uh today I, I, you know he stayed in for a half inning and then was replaced um so my guess is, is it's hurting it's bothering him um and likely going to miss a little bit not not i mean who knows i mean the, the extent of it but i mean I, I i'm betting that he misses at least a game or two um at minimum you know against the reds uh, and then we'll see. We'll see how how severe the sprain is, and if it impacts him swinging, if it impacts, you know, can he DH and not play the field kind of thing? Like, we'll see how it works. So, um, so yeah. So there was a couple of, of frustrations there, but the really, you know, when you look at the game overall, it was a better game. And and if if we're looking for silver linings, I guess three of the last four games that the Phillies have played, even though two of them have been losses, um, and of the three have been better played games by the Phillies. The 2-1 loss Sunday night in Texas, uh, the win, the the 4-1 win on Tuesday in New York, and then yesterday's 4-2 loss. Um, we'll start with Aaron Nola, which was, I guess, the most positive sign uh, of the game. Aaron Nola comes in and really pitched well. Uh, when you look at his final line, it's not nearly as impressive as, as it really should be. Um, he goes six, six innings and allows three runs. Uh, on seven hits, strikes out five with one walk. Um, if you really kind of go through it, the, the Yankees had two balls that were hit hard against Nola. A, a, a single in the first inning by Aaron Judge. Uh, so it was a one-out single, nobody on. It's a line single to left field. It was a really you know, well-struck single. And then DJ LeMayhew in the sixth uh, ripped a double to left center field. Um, Judge ends up scoring. LeMayhew does not. Um the rest of the, the other five hits that Aaron Nola gave up were either little bleeders that got through. There was a broken bat RBI single, which is, again, this is where frustration comes in. And then there was a bloop double down the left field line. 
um, that was just ridiculous. Like, I mean, it was it was as well placed and well served, I guess, as you could put out there. But it was absolutely dumb luck um, on the part of the Yankees. But, hey, it happens. Um, so those were the hits that, that he gave up. And the one walk was ends up coming around to score uh, after Nola uh, leaves the game. Um, because Gregory Soto comes in and gives up a two-run homer to Jose Trevino, uh, which basically put the game away because at that point the Yankees were, were holding a one-run lead. Trevino hits a two-run homer and it becomes four to one. Phillies got one back on a solo homer by Schwarber, um, but they were uh, unable to uh, do anything in the ninth inning uh, after that. So uh, Phillies lose 4-2, but Nola's, Nola's start was really good. And it was good because he was throwing strikes and he threw 62 strikes out of 87 pitches uh, again on a tough day with the weather. That's, that's impressive. Um, so, you know, kudos to Nola for giving them a good start. Um, but it, uh, let's look at that first inning. Um, you know, uh, yeah, judge gets the signal, uh, sig- signal single, um, and then steal second base. And it was a play where, and I don't know what was what was wrong with JT throwing. JT seemed to be a little off throwing the ball down to second base. Um, he this one he threw in, uh, and it was a little offline. But uh, Bryson, I think it was Bryson Stott who was trying to catch it. Um, no, actually, it was Trey Turner because it was a left-handed hitter. So Turner, uh, it like he should have had it, and. Like kind of missed the ball. Like he it hit his glove, but like didn't hold on. If he would, if he catches it and gets the tag down, runners out. Now I think back again. I think it was actually Stott. So <laughs> anyway, I was in the stadiums. I've not, I've seen zero replays. This is going completely off memory from sitting in the stadium. Uh, so uh, turned uh, Stott should have tug out uh, Judge there, but anyway, Judge steals second. Um, he moves up to third, uh, and then he scores on a, a broken bat single uh in the first inning um by uh, glaber torres and um that get, puts the yankees up one to nothing and then they don't score another run until the sixth um and you know even then that was like uh that one that one was a bit on a base hit up the middle um by torres and that scored LeMayhew, uh, who hit the double earlier in the inning um, off of Nola. And there's a base hit up the middle that Pache comes in. He's playing shallow anyway and fields it. And I'll tell you, he, LeMayhew, who does not run well, he had, Pache doesn't throw home. I, I don't know why. And again, I would have to look at the replay. But again, in person, watching it happen why Christian Pache doesn't come up throwing to the plate in that instance is head scratching because that's a, there would have been a play at the plate. Granted the throw has to be accurate. It's got to, you know, online and, and, you know, JT has got to catch it and get the tag down. So there's a lot of things that have to go right, but you're not, you know, you're not taking a shot there. I mean, especially in a game that's that your team's struggling to hit. I mean, you got to try and he doesn't. Um, And so it ends up being two, nothing. Uh, and then in the, then the, after the Phillies got one back in the top of the seventh, and that was a another level of frustration because they load the bases with one out. Jake Cave hits a sack fly uh, that scores Castellanos, makes it 2-1. And then Josh Harrison pinch, pinch hits for Pache, um, and he hit uh, he hits one down the left field, like down the third base line, 
but Isaiah Kiner Falefa, who was not even in the original lineup, Josh Donaldson was, and Donaldson came out with an injury, and Kiner Falefa replaces him. Kiner Falefa is a really good defensive third baseman, makes a nice play. Um, and uh, beats the runner to the bag at third for the fielder's choice and gets out of the jam. But the Phillies did close it to within one. And you could see Soto warming up in the bullpen. We're thinking, okay, he's going to just come right in right away. But no, um, Rob Thompson put Nola back out in the start of the seventh, which is different than what he normally would do in that spot. I mean, we criticized him in the past for pulling his starters too early. Um, Nola comes out to start the seventh, and, um, and he walks uh, Oswaldo Cabrera to start the inning. And so Cabrera is on first, and then Thompson makes the change. Soto comes in, and he gets Franchi Cordero uh, that, in a left on left, uh, and then Jose Trevino. And and this at bat is kind of a frustrating one because, uh, and I keep saying frustrating because this is this, the game was full of frustration. Um, and Soto had Trevino at, out a couple of times, and there were two foul tips in that at bat. Now, I'm not going to blame a catcher for not holding on to a foul tip. I mean, you, you you can't sit there and say, oh, he should have had that or he should have caught that, right? But it's it's frustrating because in both instances, the ball pops in and out of JT Romuto's glove, um, and Trevino is able to stay in the at-bat. And then Soto gives him a cookie, and Trevino kills it, and he crushes it over the left field wall uh, for a two-run home run. Um, and that puts the Yankees up four to one. Uh, like I said, Schwarber came back, hit a home run in the in the eighth, to make it four two. Uh, but that was all the scoring. And uh, Soto's outing was not particularly uh, impressive. Um, again, he only gives up the one run and one inning and the one hit uh, to Trevino, but he did have two more walks and <laughs> struck out the side. Um, so it's he's still a little all over the place, right? He's he's he, and we you knew when you acquired G- Gregory Soto that he's going to be you know a little wild. I mean that's that was his thing, um, but it's there's too many walks, there's too many pitches, and puts himself in trouble. And and then of course you give up a home run ball to boot that kind of puts the game away. Um, Nola takes the loss, but it, but Soto is the guy that struggles there. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of like you know, take it take you through uh, a couple other things of note. Um, you know, Trey Turner uh, extends his hit streak um, to six games, uh, but he didn't have the greatest game. He gets picked off first base, um, and, and interestingly, if you go back and watch it, and I don't think anybody really talked about this, but if you go back and watch it, the pickoff is allowed to really happen because. Garrett Cole, who, who has a nice pickoff move and, was, and did get him. I'm not trying to say that he didn't get him, but but Cole was given extra time um, before the at-bat for, for Schwarber started, and he was able to like really hold the ball on the mound a longer period of time, where in the past, somebody would have called time there, whether it would have been Schwarber calling time or, or the ump calling time because it's just taking so – he was literally just standing on the mound – holding the ball for several seconds and it was because the clock reset late um umpire gave the signal too it was the home plate umpire gave the signal it's not like somebody in yankee stadium running the clock screwed it up the home plate umpire gave the signal to reset it when they were pretty much ready to pitch at this point so now all of a sudden cole's got an extra 20 seconds and so he had a much longer time to hold the ball and really take off throw off turner's timing and it works and uh, they were able to pick him off first Uh, so that ended a a a mild threat uh, at one point um schwarber does homer like i said for second game in a row um 
So, and he did hit two other balls really hard uh, to the outfield. So it looks like maybe his swing is finally starting. To, it was starting to come around after the first few games. Um, first four games, he looked terrible. Um, so he had a, had a home run and two really productive outs. Uh, one of the other one was a ground out, but the, the the two fly outs, one they were both on a line and hit hard. One to left center field and one down the right field line. So uh, Schwarber's bat looks like it's in it's in okay shape. Um, and Derek Hall's double, well, single, trying to stretch into a double where he gets hurt. So Yankee Stadium, it's it's like a little league ballpark, man. Like I don't, I I don't know how this is continues to be acceptable in baseball. And, and I'm not one of those people who feel like every stadium needs to be the same parameters. I you know I am a traditionalist. I I do like the the you know the variety in in fields and that you play different fields a different way. Like I like that strategy of the game. So I'm not saying that we need to have um, a brand, you know, every stadium be the same distance into every spot in the field. But when you have one where they tell you it's 314 down the line and it's, there's a lot of questions if that's actually true. 314 feet is way too short for a professional baseball field. And so Derek Hall hits a ball off the wall in right field, 314 feet, which is it's probably a little bit longer than that off the corner because it was a little bit further in, but still, even if it's 318, right, let's just say. That's that's at least 16 feet shorter than what it is at Citizens Bank Park. So the ball comes off that wall so much faster. It, get, it had a great hop. Uh, right to Franchi Cordero, who ends up throwing Hall out. It's going for two. Derek Hall's got to know. You got to know that if you're hitting the ball that hard and it's going to come straight off the wall, it's not going to be an easy double. It's going to be guaranteed single, and then you have to think about it. And unless you are feeling really comfortable, especially when you're trailing in a game, you just go back to first and say, okay, it's a long single, right? You don't gamble it there. Um, so I put that one on Hall a little bit, you know. Um, I don't know if Paco Figueroa was – I didn't pay attention if he was waving him or if he was trying to stop. I don't know. Uh, but that's, that one we'll put on Hall. Um, uh, Bryson Stott also had two hits to extend his hitting streak. He's got six-game hitting streak as well. He's hitting 435 to start the season. Uh, really seems to be locked in. Uh, like his approach at the plate, which is solid. Um, and uh, But then then the other frustration that kind of came into play was uh, with Ka- Nick Castellanos. It wasn't just him. Um, there were several instances where the Phillies were not happy with uh, home plate umpire uh, Nick Lentz's strike zone, um, so much so that hitting coach Kevin Long got tossed from the game uh, for arguing balls and strikes. Uh, and it was predominantly with pitches that on the, on the lower half that were probably probably below the zone. Um, and, and the real frustration is that it seemed, and again, I'm in the stands, not looking at replays, so I, I, I've only looked at a couple that were, you know, Phillies related, so I can't tell you if he was kind of given the same thing to Nola. He may have been, he may not have been, but it seemed like, uh, the Phillies were the ones who were getting more frustrated than the, the Yankees. Didn't really see much out of the Yankees. Nick Castellanos ends up striking out three times in the game. Um, two of them, for certain, were on pitches that were balls. Uh, and I think that's what, you know, he was also chirping from the bench as well. And K Long 
keeps him in the game by he ends up being the one that gets tossed by you know fighting with the with the umpire um so yeah the phillies continue to have problems with umpires not that these are excuses none of these should be excuses uh for being one in five but they're you know i think their frustration is boiling over because they feel like they should be doing better and they're not um so yeah i mean you know you look at that castellanos has got to got to figure something out there i mean i'm not going to sit here and, and kill the guy after five games he actually had his first three games were good four hits in the first three games he did not look good against the yankees um although yesterday again two of the strikeouts he strikes out on balls and he doesn't even swing at them they're they're called strikes right um so i'm not ready to to pull that plug by any stretch of the imagination but the Phillies are going to need him, right? They're going to need him in the middle of the lineup. He's got to he's got to be better than 182, which is what he's at right now. And those batting averages can fluctuate quick. Um, so yeah, so it's just another just another miserable uh, loss in a lot of ways. Um, wasn't a, wasn't a blowout loss like a couple against Texas and like the first game against the Yankees, but it's a loss none the same. Um, and so the Phillies will be coming home. Uh, at one and five and already find themselves four games out of first place in the division because the Atlanta Braves have started five and one. Um, now, you know, the one good thing is the Mets have gotten off to a slow start as well. They've lost, they got swept in Milwaukee. They got blown out two games and then coughed up a, a lead in, in the bottom of the ninth uh, against Milwaukee um, yesterday. So the Mets have lost three in a row. They're three and four. Uh, so the Phillies are only two games behind them. So that's okay. I mean, so you're okay with that, but you're quickly falling out of, I mean, you're not going to say you're falling out of the division race, but if you're four games out after six games, how long is it until you're 10 games out, right? And we're right back to where we were last year, uh, where you don't really have a chance at the division, and then all of a sudden you're chasing a wild card uh, all year. And, and that's that's not where the Phillies wanted to be. Um, so they have to, they're going to have to turn it around, and it's going to have to start on Friday, Zach Wheeler against the Cincinnati Reds. Look, this is a stretch, and we talked about this before. Seven, The next 17 games are against teams the Phillies are certainly better than. Uh, on paper, they really should be the better team. Um, so out of these 17, since you started one and five, when you look at these 17 games, I, I, don't, think, I don't think you can be happy with anything less than 10 and seven, 11 and six. In all honesty, I mean, I, 11 and six is really kind of where you have to be. We're be- 11 and 6 are better. 10 and 7, you, you take it. Um, it's not the greatest spot, you know, but at least you're like, okay, well, all right, we got back to, you know, 10 and 12, or 11 and 12, or one game under 500. Um, but you you really do have to have to be the better team in these next 17 games. If after that point, you're, you don't, if you don't go 10 and 7, 11 and 6, or better in these next 17, then we got to have issues. And I think that's when you know, we'll sit there and say, okay, is this team as good as we thought it was? Um, but if they do it, then we're right back where around where they should be, uh, maybe a couple games behind, but for the most part, right where you should be. So um, it'll be fun to see, fun to follow along uh, this weekend. Um, obviously, our schedules have all changed, so we will be having a, a podcast tomorrow uh, with Bob, me and Bob. Um, not sure if we're going to um with time we're going to record it we might record it tonight and just have it hit your feed tomorrow morning um or we may um wait till the morning and then have it for you to listen on your way to the the home opener 
um, or right before if you're not going to the game, uh, sitting at home, uh, waiting for it to start and uh, you know, tune in and, and catch an hour of Bob and I kibitzing about the Philly. So um, until then, follow us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Ansan Philly. Bob's at Bob Wankel CB uh, or the, uh, the the show's Twitter handle is at up Phillies, so follow Crossed Up at Up Phillies, um, and don't forget to also uh, subscribe to the show: uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, any of those places you get your podcasts. You can find Crossed Up, so hit that subscribe button so it automatically comes to your phone or to your iPad or uh, wherever, however you listen to your um, listen to your podcast. And if you leave us a five star review, we'll read the review on the show. So do that. Uh, we really do appreciate it. So for Bob Wankel, I'm Anthony Sanfilippo, and uh, we'll see you from the ballpark on home, at the home opener on Friday afternoon against the Cincinnati Reds. Until then, have a great day. <laughs>